right. That was a little 8-bit comfortably numb by Chris. Do you have a guess? Do I have a guess? It's my favorite band. Minute work. Yeah. Uh, Pink Floyd? There you go, dude. Comfortably numb. Uh, hey, this is best friend of me. So I'm Christopher Long. And I'm Johnny Cheesebread. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. That wasn't funny. <laughs> I'm Johnny Cockstana. Co- what? Cockstand? Cockstana. Cockstana. Yeah, that, that works. How for you me. pronounce my name? Uh, I, sorry. Uh, hey, you know what? Who doesn't like cheese bread, by the way? <laughs> well, hold it. Is it keto bread? <laughs> if it's keto bread, you have me. Keto cheese I bread. Got, I got my standards. Oh, dude, look. I got a fucking Pink Floyd shirt on right now. Oh, well, hey, since we're showing shirts, yeah. hold on. This is going to queue up my next little bit. This is a boy howdy cream shirt. Oh wow! Is that a is that is that who? Uh, what's your favorite uh, interviewer used to uh, wear? Uh, uh, Lester Bangs. Yeah, he did wear this, and actually, the lead singer of uh, Stillwater <laughs> p- wears this shirt. Sometimes I like to do a little cough syrup. <laughs> <laughs> little speed a little just, cough uh, syrup. you know just just a, just dribble, just a ri- <laughs> dribble on the page like the face is a cold train <laughs> uh, hey tell him it's a think piece Ben Fontor is gonna wet himself <laughs> anyway so hey so I'm wearing this cream shirt this was intentional so tomorrow um, we are the same age tomorrow it is your birthday December 14th it yeah, is, it is our birthday, and uh, so I just got you. This is a joint because I know as a kid, you I'm sure you dealt with like the you probably didn't get like the full birthday haul and then the full Christmas haul, the, the joint birthday Christmas present. Yeah, every every year. Yeah, no, I'm sure, I'm sure you got screwed. Yeah, and you're gonna get screwed again because I'm giving you a joint birthday Christmas gift, and it is. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna mail it to you while we're we're uh, on the air right now. Hurry. I just, I got, <laughs> hurry, I'm, I'm really evasion. All right, I'm finding your dumbass email address. At what? Uh, hold on. What What the hell is dot C5678? Okay, Johnny dot C5678, because one, two, three, four was already taken. <laughs> and that's the true story. That's hilarious. Anyway, uh, I just gave you. Uh, oh, I got it. Okay. Amazon. Amazon? Is that not you? No. Oh. <laughs> Hotcock.com? <laughs> yeah, that's not me either. Uh, all right. I'm just going to say it on air. Yeah, just say it on there. I got you. Uh, Cream is back. Cream Magazine is back. And I just got you a subscription gift card for their print and uh, digital subscription to Cream Magazine. Yes. Yeah, because I know how much like you're kind of like a hashtag music yeah. head. Not really big yeah. into it. But, I mean, uh, I got to read it. But. So, <laughs> I mean, it has pictures. So you can look at the pictures. Uh, but anyway, happy birthday. Oh, thank you, we're, dude. We're the same. And well, and Christmas because this is joint. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, so we'll both be 27. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, I know. 27. God, who would have thought? Best years of my life. <laughs> uh, so, Chris, let's just rip the Band-Aid off. Uh, past couple days, in all seriousness, have been kind of heavy. Yes, Yes, they've been, uh, <clears throat> so I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, remember last month where I had a, a 
20 year sober birthday. Yes. Today I'm on day six. So is I have six days today. And this is not a joke. Not a joke. Uh, and actually speaking of that, I went in and telling a buddy of ours who uh, remained nameless because I'm going to. It's an anonymous program. Yes. Uh, at jujitsu. And I told him the deal because I'm just keeping current with people. He didn't believe me. It's like I fucking had to convince him. I'm like, bro, I'm a newcomer. Well, like I told you, like if I would have put money on you and and or I going out, I would I would have bet against me. Everyone, everyone, everyone would have, made would have that picked bet. Johnny <laughs> to go out. So over Chris. So the deal. Uh, I had I had back surgery about five years ago, and. I was super nervous about the whole pain med thing. And, uh, yeah, I remember. And uh, so they, they sent me home with pills, Norcos, that I abused when I was using. And I was super nervous. I was super current with people in my life. I like would text Jamie every time I took one. I only took them as directed. Then I, like after a couple days. Jamie or, held them too because you and I both had surgeries pretty close to each other back then. Yeah. And you didn't even... You didn't even hold your pills. Jamie doled them out on well, a timely I mean, basis. Well, they, yeah. I mean, we were kind of intending to do that, but she had to go to work. But I would text her every time I took one. Okay. So you're yeah. current. You're current. So I was super current. But then, and I was on top of that. But then it was like the aftercare. Well, they, they prescribed um, a drug called uh, 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 Dramadol. Look at it. I'm having a hard time even <laughs> what it's called. Uh, tramadol. I said a Dramadol. No. Tramadol. And so. Is it con- even an opiate though? I'm so well, I'm still confused, dude. It Okay. So it's class. There was the class C classification like Vicodin, you know, any kind of, you know, opiate drug is considered. Cl- was it class C? I think. I hope I'm not screwing that up. But uh, with that, you have to have a doctor prescribe it. You can't get it over the counter. So it wasn't, tramadol was not considered a uh, class C until, I mean, I want to say it was like 10 years ago or something. So you could get it over the counter. Um, you can still get it over the counter. I believe, well, I actually, I believe Canada just changed that recently, like four or five years ago, but like Mexico, pretty much everywhere else besides the U S and Canada, you can get it over the counter. You know, I had someone, I was telling people, um, so anyway, I'm jumping ahead, but so after that whole thing for like, I mean, about a year, the, so I was working with the pain specialist, um, would prescribe tramadol, um, just, uh, you know, cause the like, scar tissue would flare up and kind of, yeah, I mean, and I just, you didn't, you never stopped doing jujitsu after did, your yep. surgery. Well, I mean, three months, three months, t- almost to the date I went back, but yeah, so it was like. I mean, I was still living an active lifestyle and the back would flare up and, you know, the scar tissue would get inflamed. Anyway, I was using Tramadol and I just kept using it. And it was like, you know, I mean, the equivalent of like kind of, you know, in my mind, I rationalized it. It was like taking Tylenol PM, you know. Was it it an open-ended prescription? uh, No, no, no. Chris got inventive and uh, uh, ordered it, mail ordered it from uh 
Yeah. Illegally mail ordered it. How long was your prescription originally for? Uh, well, it went for about a year. So they, they, been, you had a legit prescription for, for about a year. So I've been illegally obtaining uh, tramadol through the mail for about four years. And I justified it as... This helps my back when I'm in pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yes. But I just kept fucking taking it. But it wasn't like... And I'm not rationalizing it, you know, now. Like, right now I'm not. But then I did as, you know... Well, you know, I got... You know, I kind of got pain. and But, you know what, I really... If I was current with anyone and I told them the truth, they would have just been like, dude, shut up. You get off it. And the thing... Dude, I just kept taking it. And when you get, I, you know, addicts will just like, well, no, I need this just to kind of, you know, get right and keep going. Addict behavior. Yeah. Oh, well, no, for sure. Like, oh, I got to have that bang in the morning, you know, to get me right. But it's like, do you now, though? <laughs> like, do you really? Like, probably not. But... You know, the wheels, so, and this is the truth, you know, everyone's been really supportive, everybody. Uh, what happened was last week, the wheels came off, because um, I decided, like, this is unsustainable, this is costing too much money, this is stupid, like, I can't really justify, continue doing this anymore. Um, and so, the detoxing from tramadol really... <sighs> really isn't that bad. I mean, detoxing from other things suck. Like when I was detoxing from Vicodin and blow and alcohol, it was like diarrhea, vomiting, cramping, shaking. Tramadol is like 5% of that. Like it's just, uh, you're uncomfortable. You know, you kind of got pins and needles, weirdness and like sweating and you looked a little and insomnia. You looked a little gray. (laughs) Well, hold up. But well, no, I'm getting to that. So like, (laughs) So what I decided was, okay, as an addict typically does, that, well, I'm going to get off tramadol. I'm going to do some, uh, you know, I'm going to, you know, get some other other pills like some Xanax and so I can just calm down and like go to sleep and then I'm going to freaking take a couple uh, uh, Adderalls to freaking take the edge off. And dude, I freaking, there was like three days where I had like, I was out of my mind last week fucking out of my mind and everything came off the wheels came off um and yeah so here i am six days sober is that your phone going off right now no shit yeah sorry my bad god hey that's you know what but it's someone calling checking up on me (laughs) (laughs) so hey you know what yeah uh so anyway that's kind of the deal um so I am uh, surrounding myself with uh, friends that uh, have walked this path, and uh, I've had to uh, reach out to in-laws and what? and other friends that telling what's happened. What what, what what do you want to know, John? When you called me, yeah, I didn't want to believe it at first. I was like, I can't wait for you to be like, you're fucking with me. And then you said no, this and that, and I could hear, I could hear how just. You know, when somebody that we know relapses with a lot of time, dude, like I could hear it in your voice. Oh, dude, I and, fucked up. It was. And I conveniently went to Target and went rug shopping that day. Got a beautiful rug. But then I was like, oh, I'm right by Chris's house. Maybe I'll go see him in person. And uh, 
And I went and we took and we talked, dude. And fuck, the first thing I asked you was, "Do you want to stay sober?" Because you know, when when you lose all that time, that's like when you, that's when you ask somebody like, "Are we gonna go on a run now?" And then, <laughs> or do you want to stay sober? And you didn't even hesitate. You said, "I no, I I want to stay sober." I mean, there some people in my life that are kind of having. I mean understandably having a hard time wrapping their arms around this and they have no reason. And this is the thing, you know, I've been sharing this a lot the last six days. Uh, You know what? When you're a drug addict um, or an alcoholic or whatever, there's some byproducts of that that aren't pretty, you know, like you freaking have explosive diarrhea, you freaking are vomiting, you're freaking, you know, like mucus coming out of your nose. But you know, the one byproduct of addiction that to me is by far the worst by leaps and bounds is fucking lying. Like you lie, you lie to everyone. You look people point blank in the eye and you'll, you're dead to rights. You're dead to rights and you will freaking cling to the lie. And so the last six days, um, Dude, I haven't had to lie once. And it's like, oh God, it's fucking over. Like, you look, you it's, look, it's over. You look way better today because we we're out of. No, like, I saw I think, you guys. I saw you day two. Yeah. For like a breakfast. I committed it was a breakfast to breakfast with like six friends. We had two friends that were come out in of from, town. Yeah, from New York. And it was like. And you're like, hey, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, people. After the fact, when the news came out, like Andrew was just like, "Holy shit, dude, you looked horrible!" Like, and well, I felt horrible. I probably yeah. hadn't slept in like two days, and uh, yeah, I mean, dude, I was a mess, and uh, you know, it's. Uh, is it true that your rock bottom was that when I told you that I cared about you and I loved you and, and you told me you loved me back that it was at your rock bottom <laughs> that you had to t- <laughs> you know I did <laughs> yeah Johnny my rock bottom was saying I love I you want, I want you to think about that memory for the rest of your life Chris <sighs> dude it uh you know what Johnny you know we, we make jokes about you know <laughs> we're best frenemies not best friends like dude it meant a lot. It meant a lot that you came over and it meant a lot you said you loved me because, man, I was feeling freaking pretty small. I don't appreciate the small joke. <laughs> you know, small, like my small problem. Uh, all right. Anyway, enough bummer talk. Let's get this episode started. On this first, or in this episode, we're going to do top five things we are grateful for in 2022 as this will be... I'm sure the last episode of the year for us. Yeah. Uh, We are going to discuss the holiday classic Christmas story. Yes. Is that your favorite movie? I guess we'll find out. I I want to. Well, not my favorite. I mean, definitely my favorite favorite Christmas Christmas movie. Yeah. And uh, then we're going to recommend some shit. Do you know what you're recommending? I do. You know what? Actually, I do too. Ooh. All right. So uh, let's get this uh, rip roaring party started. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing out of Costa Mesa, California, two of the meanest podcasters in the game, both Brazilian jiu-jitsu artists with a background in being family men, Chris and Johnny from Best Frenemies, we salute you 
on this day, savages. Ha! What's up, bitches? And now, back by popular demand, it's time for Best Frenemies Top 5 List. All right. Thanks for that intro, Donnie Darko. Um, Johnny, I just want to point out, I don't feel like you're top of your game for this episode. We've been having some technical difficulties, starting with you, me being ready to record set up at your place, and you're fucking at the drive-thru at Amazon. Who's on drugs here? Uh, Chris, I just want to point out that, uh, you know, we, there was a lot of finger pointing on what, why we haven't recorded so much lately. Now we know you were on drugs. <laughs> I also want to point out, because, you know, you just opened the floodgates by coming at me and uh-huh, it's, my, it's my God-given right to defend myself. Uh, I have a right to defend myself. <laughs> Chris, uh-huh. uh, none of the, none of this uh, drug taking ever happened when you were just going to Dawn Patrol. Once you started hanging out with those... Uh, <laughs> Those garage crew hooligans, you, you, you got on the dope. So. Hey, you know what? That's a valid point. <laughs> <laughs> That's a valid point. Yes or no? When you were just going to Dawn Patrol, did you do drugs? No. Okay. I rest, I, my, I, I rest my case. I, I don't I, think I like the people you're hanging <laughs> out with. <laughs> Christopher, you become who you hang out with. <laughs> you're a direct reflection. <laughs> That's fine. I'm just kidding. I love those guys. They're great. Uh, all right. Hey, this is top five things we are grateful for in 2022. We did not, this episode started as kind of a bummer. Uh, so we're going to go with things we're grateful for. So Johnny, what's your number five? Uh, number five is no major injuries on or off the mat this year for either of us. Um, hold on. What about that? When you got that cucumber stuck up your butt, that's not an injury. I was checking out my flexibility. (laughs) What's your number five? My number five, still the heavyweight champ of no consequences from drug abuse, still no criminal record. Boom. Haven't been caught yet. Just never got caught. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, What's your number four? (laughs) Number four, uh, Donovan just got a new CGM for his uh, diabetes. And uh, diabetes. What's a CGM? It's it reads, it reads his uh, blood sugar. It's okay. like a blood sugar monitor, right. and and then it communicates with his pod that holds insulin. My son's a type one diabetic, and uh, they they came out with a new one now that actually kind of adjusts and gives him little bits of insulin when he starts going high. So it's not it's not as much as the ups and downs, chasing the highs and lows, if you will. And, you had me at chasing the highs, and. Uh, <laughs> This is going to be a rough episode. He's, Chris is going to be like this the whole time. I already know. It. But you know what? I'm very thankful to uh, diabetes technology. And that's they, cool. No, no, that's good. They roll. Uh, all right. My number four. Um, there are a few things this year um, I'm very proud of that I wrote. Um, one being um, a script for a short film that possibly will uh, be shooting here pretty soon. Um, and it's kind of ironic because it's a blatant metaphor for drug addiction, uh, which I'm in, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but no, there were, there were a handful of things that, uh, I wrote this year that I actually think, uh, you know, a a television pilot that I'm pretty happy with. It's currently out there shopping around and, uh, so I don't know, you know, just keep freaking plutzing along and, uh, you know, so if you ever have something that really hits. 
Mm-hmm. I get to be your personal assistant, right? Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quit my job. Uh, oh, yeah. But you know what you're going to do? Uh, you're going to be running interference between uh, me and Jamie. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm sorry, Jamie. Uh, Christopher's busy right now. He's, <laughs> he's Chris is uh, meditating right now. Could you call back in about five? Well, is that coinciding with the end of the jazz game? <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely has nothing to do with that. Uh, all right. What is your number three? Number three. I, I hit you up about this one. Um, my big brother, Billy, who was, you know, he was basically my mom and dad. Like I wasn't afraid of my mom. I wasn't afraid of my dad growing up, but I was really afraid of Billy because he's a dick. He would hit me. And, uh, <laughs> or in his words, <laughs> I made you tough. <laughs> you, sh- you should thank me. But, uh, but Billy, right. Uh, ran a bunch of like marathons. He like qualified in the LA marathon to run the Boston marathon. I think he ran it twice. But you know, wear and tear. You know, people think jujitsu is so bad. Running's the worst, dude. dude. I do. I agree with that. Running I think destroys running the body. The worst knees, hips, freaking back. Like, and, and I could see how people get sucked in. Like, what? I just got to buy a pair of running shoes. Sounds cheap to maintain that. I can go out and just. Mm-hmm. So he had to get a he had to get a hip replacement surgery. Um, and, uh, they, you know how they do the test before you go in for a major operation? Yeah. There was like, I, he just had like his blood work done and the EKG test, he failed. And, uh, he didn't tell me cause then, cause then the, like it started up saying, you know, you, yeah, you might've had a heart attack or, or something might is up. We got to run another test before you're cleared. And so, like, dude, like, four days went by. My mom's like, are you aware? I get a text from my mom. Are you aware your brother failed his EKG test and has to go in for more tests? And I was like, what? So I called him. And in typical Billy fashion, I, like, called him up right away. I didn't even answer my mom. And he answers the phone. He's like, what? It's 830 at night. Like, okay, first of all, who the fuck says it's 830 at night? I mean, every time you call me, I'm like, it's 1230 in the (laughs) afternoon. Yeah. And I was like, hey, dude, uh, everything okay with the, with the, your, your test? And he's just like, well, I might not be able to have my hip replacement. He only cared about his hip replacement surgery. I was like, um, let's worry about your fucking heart first and uh, kind of need you on the earth because I'm still fucking up on the daily <laughs> and need some adult supervision. And, uh, but you know what? It turned out he's, he's, uh, he gets to take a seat next to me. I, too, am a bad test taker at the doctor. When they strap that around me, unless I like really breathe and like and concentrate, like my my really you get nervous. My blood pressure. I'm well. They call it a bad test taker, and uh, apparently it's it's, it's uh, like for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's funny because I just failed a test recently too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, anyhow, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> Uh, hey. But everything's all good. Everything's well, all good. 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 You, know. you were gonna make a meme about it. Why he didn't know his results yet? Do you remember saying that to me when I told you I was worried about my big brother? And you're like, I'm gonna send him a meme right now. And I'm like, No, don't send him a meme. Oh, dude. <laughs> Actually, I do remember it now. 
that was really that was fucked up chris time I think. <laughs> <laughs> memory's a little <laughs> hazy you wanted you wanted to send a meme it was like when our friend crashed their car and like 45 minutes later you're sending like, i still stand by that joke that. i think maria just does not have a sense of humor <laughs> okay go on with go on with <sighs> freaking people all right number three i guess at this point it was a secret until maynard saw it but so i guess i can say it it hasn't been released i don't know exactly what's going on with it but uh i was uh in a pussifer music video um pussifer is maynard from tool has a one he has a couple side bands and one of them is pussifier and super jealous i, hold on, I thought it was is it pussifier or pussifer whatever it's all a right. side band all right I mean, because everyone knows I'm a hashtag music head, <laughs> and I'm dialed into Pussifer, the music. Pussifer. Okay. That's what I thought it was, but I- Well, what did you say? I said Pussifer. So you what? said Pussifier. Oh, you know, tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> uh, I was in a music video, and uh, just randomly got roped into it, and I thought I was going to be like a background kind of like thug or whatever, just like, you know, some dead body in the back. Yeah. Or, and I, dude, it's like I ended up being like one of the leads of the freaking video. And so let me just sum it up this way is that I showed my son, I had a link to it. Yeah. And <laughs> he was like, he was like, uh, I think he was trying to be nice because there's a fight scene. So yeah. I'm fighting the guys from the garage, yeah. garage jujitsu. <clears throat> it's all of us in the music video. And he's like, man, I like the fighting and the kicking. And I was like, hey, dude, I think I got an acting career. And he just started laughing and walked away. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. He's a dick. Uh, but yeah. That's, so, no, that's pretty cool. Like, No, it was cool. It was fun. I like the guys. I, all the guys that we shot with. What's the name of the song? Uh, Synchronicity, I believe. Synchronicity. Yeah. So I, was, I don't think the video has been released. Is I, the album out yet? Shit, dude, why are you why are you clowning me like that? I'm <laughs> freaking out. Why, when you know I don't have the answers to this. Hey, how long does it take to shoot a video? Actually, we worked on it, dude. Takes a long time. I've been in, I've, it. I've. It was two days, and I didn't even know why I was shooting. I went there to. I thought he was the guy. Tim was going to tell me what we were doing, and just kind of like, hey, we're going to do this, blah blah. And he's I'll like, come back. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll come back the next day. And he's like, all right, let's go. And I'm like, whoa, hold on, what? Like, we're going to, he's like, yeah, we're going to start shooting your parts now. And I'm like, I don't think I'm mentally prepared for this. Did you tell him it was your big dick and you're ready to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he just started laughing at me because he's yeah. like, hey, we don't need full frontal nudity. Hey, hey it's not that kind of video shoot. <laughs> Whoa. And I was, oh, I understood what was going on. Uh, no, it was fun. Anyway, what was uh, your number two? My number two is uh after a after a two-year sabbatical i went and got a new job and uh and uh by the way my two years off were amazing and you know what you know how you you tell yourself when you're working like oh if i just had some time off i would know exactly what i do and i enjoy it yeah i did that watching tv TV, it's taking a nap. I did like jujitsu and then I had a nap and then I would call you guys and I'd watch, I'd watch Netflix. It was the best, but uh, apparently everybody else like really started getting pissed off after a while. You know, I did. Hey, I can't begrudge anyone for taking time to 
<laughs> figure out things, you know. But I just went on walkabout, Chris. <laughs> but you know what, dude? After like a year, it was kind of like, hey, dude, like, are you ever going to like freaking like <laughs> be a productive member of society yeah. again? Well, I went through the, the first year. That was that was the divorce year. Yeah. And, uh, no, that, and nobody said shit to me. Everyone's just like, oh, hey, okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, take time. The next year, everyone's like, dude, you need to start. You need to get a job. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, and I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm very happy at the place I'm at. Yeah, that's cool. And that's I like cool. I know you like it. Um, What's your number two? My number two is <laughs> didn't die of a drug overdose. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why am I not surprised? Yeah, but you know what, dude? I would have to be a first-class pussy to die of a drug overdose <laughs> on freaking tramadol. That'd be like that'd be like that'd be like getting alcohol poisoning from near beers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. All right, what is? And I know what your number one is, but what's your number one? Hey, you funny enough, I get a job, and then right after that, I get a girlfriend. <laughs> what? That's Annie. And uh, you met her the other day. <laughs> Finally, I met her with like 24 hours of sobriety, and <laughs> I look like it. And you know, I told her I was like, "Hey, normally I, I clean up much better than this." <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. She, she didn't seemed care. cool. She's, she's very cool. She's very cool. Kind of, she's kind a of keeper. a female version of me. We're we're both really loud. She has a big dick too. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we both like to laugh like this. <laughs> <laughs> she was cool. She seemed yeah. really cool. Super. I'm super stoked. I n- guarantee. I mean, if Jamie will ever go out on a double date with me <laughs> again, uh, we'll have th- a good time. Yeah, they'll like dude. They'll love each other. Yeah. I can already tell. Uh, all right, my number one is uh, I figured out this year of the quality of people I have in my life, and it's top notch. And everyone, you know freaking has rallied around me and people that I would not have thought would, uh, I mean, stepping up sounds like such a wrong word would react in this manner have like come out of the woodwork. And it's just like, I have some fucking great people in my life and I'm thankful for every one of them. Um, that's what we do now, dude. When one of our homies is down, we circle the wagons, Dude. dust them off, and fucking let's move forward. Everyone, I mean, seriously, everyone. I mean, I, and I kind of think that the first time, like 20 years ago, um, when I was kind of trying to, get, everyone was just like, dude, he's such a piece of shit. Well, dude, 20 years ago, you didn't have friends like you have now. 20 well, no, years that ago, is true. You had people that wanted to fucking find your drugs and steal your drugs, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's fair. I didn't, I mean. That's the thing. You get older in life and you figure out, I don't need quantity. I don't, I just need quality. And it. I have a lot less friends than I did 20 years ago, but they're, they mean so much more to me. I, you know what's funny though, is I have more friends than I did 20 years ago. Cause the thing is, nobody wanted to hang out with me 20 years ago. <laughs> I was such a piece of shit. Was your long hair getting in the way? <laughs> <laughs> Every time you uh, yeah, I mean, people toss are your just, head, <laughs> people are just jealous of my long hair <laughs> and my sweet ride. Uh, but you know, I mean, because of like jujitsu and everything. Um, I mean, I have a lot of great people in my life, and it's just the quality of. I mean, and I, I mean, who makes friends later in life like that? Like, 
I guess I do. <laughs> like all some of my, I mean, with the exception of one person, all my closest friends have been made after 40, which, who, how does that happen? Like it's fucking crazy. Anyway, uh, that was top five things we were thankful for in 2022. And I am confident the way things are going, 2023 is going to be fire. Merry Christmas. I don't want to fight tonight with. And welcome back to the Bum Out Show. Hold on a second. I'm chewing some beef jerky. Hey, Chris, can, can you just hit everyone with one of your signature haze? Hey! <laughs> I just want to go on record. That didn't start until I started taking drugs. <laughs> so those days are over. Okay. So this is what you wanted to what You got all sentimental and shit. Because you're feeling feelings right now, and you watched A Christmas Story. Yes, I watched it with the family the other day. And so this 1983 masterpiece, uh, based on the writings of Gene Shepard, who actually narrated the film. Oh, he was the voice of the narrator? Yep. Um, I swear to God, yellow eyes. (laughs) Only I didn't (laughs) say fudge. (laughs) He, yeah. Um. you know, so I watched it again. I was actually sober. Uh, and, dude, it is a masterpiece. That film is a masterpiece. Can I just say something? You know that every Christmas somebody will come up to me and say, I watched the Christmas story. And do you know that the bully and the little guy remind me of you and Chris? I get that every year. Somebody in Dawn Patrol will come up and say that to me. That's fucked up. I thought they were going to just be making fun of you. No. You're so the, I'm the bully? You're, yeah, you are the asshole. I'm the guy with the yellow eyes? Yeah. And the coonskin hat? I'm just the one that gets hit and goes, oh, I'm going to tell my dad. <laughs> tell me who. Tell yeah. me who says this. <laughs> tell me who says this. You know, your brother was sending shit saying like some clip of oh, two guys that just was, being dumb. That was always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, you guys. <laughs> And and he's all like, I know who's who, but it's like, I mean, at that point, I mean, your brother's like doped up right now. He doesn't even know oh, what he's yeah. talking about. Billy Billy is highly doped up from his hip replacement surgery. I mean, he's got, got the good stuff. Yeah, he's on the dibby dabby, as we call it. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking trammed all for him. Did you see the text he sent us the other day? He's all he's all fucked up from like he's in like recovery mode from his uh from his hip surgery, and he's all <laughs> he's all roadhouse. And Point Break are on Netflix. Damn right I'm watching them both. <laughs> hey, I, I still go on record Roadhouse. is like the worst movie ever. Dude, fuck that. Anytime that movie's on, I will leave it on. Yeah, I will leave. Roadhouse and Point Break, the originals. The other ones don't exist. All right, let's talk about a good movie, Christmas Story. Christmas Story. Um, Got a little sidetracked there. So, I don't know. I was watching it, you know, a couple days ago. 
there is quite a bit overacting. I mean, there's a lot of overacting. Some of it, obviously, is intentional. Others, and it, dude, it had to have been. You cannot tell me those people where they were making that movie were thinking it was going to be as big as it was. There's that, no way, dude. That movie, though, I will say this. That movie feels like it's five hours long every time I put it on every year. Really? It's a long movie. Hmm, check that right now. It's no Christmas vacation. Oh, my God, dude. No, we're talking about the good film. We're not going on Christmas vacation. You know how much I hate Christmas vacation. I still don't know why you hate Christmas vacation. Because it fucking sucks. And, not, Chevy, and Chevy Chase. I, we're not going to talk about what he's like in real life. I can separate the two. No, you can't. Yeah, I can. No. Just, dude, I bang. I listen to Michael Jackson all the time. <laughs> Whatever do you mean? And you know what? No one ever stops me when I put on Michael Jackson. You put on R. Kelly, all of a sudden they're activist. <laughs> oh, kids are okay. But having your own personal hair, I mean, oh, that's bad. Dude, dude, Billy Jean's a fucking party. <laughs> put on a put on a little bit of a, put on a little bit of a. The remix edition. <laughs> so what? I'm drug. It's a freaking weekend, baby. About to have me some fun. No, I'm a hashtag music man. This this meat and potato section <laughs> is all over the place. So okay, Christmas story, perfect. Like it's a perfect film. I'm I'm gonna go on record. I don't call anything perfect. Christmas story is a perfect film. It, well, it's it's very. I mean, I mean, it's, it's a little. A, it's a young. It's a it's a kid's perfect Christmas is what it's described as. I no, it's a perfect movie. I mean, the only thing I will say is the very end, where they're at the uh, the restaurant. Then they're singing fra ra ra ra. Yeah, kind of. I don't know if you could really get away with that now. It's the whole time they're like fra ra 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 ra, and and the family's laughing. Yeah, it's like, ah, oh, dude, I don't know if you'd be able to get away with that now. Yeah. Or if a studio exec would be comfortable doing that. But um, anyway, so on HBO Max they have a Christmas Story Christmas, which is the the. Uh, actor who played Ralphie in the original it's reprising his role and you said you started watching a half an hour of it yeah it was it was actually it was good dude because it uh his his old like you find this out right away I'm not ruining anything this is his he gets a call from his mom it takes place in 1973 and he has taken the year off he has he described it it's in 1973 in all its orange brown and avocado green glory <laughs> and uh, he is now a father and has a wife and kids. And he is, uh, he is taking the year off to write a novel. And he's shopping it around. Go on. Yeah, I know. You're, and, and then he gets a call. And it's right around Christmas time. And then he gets a call that, uh, it, that his father's passed away. And so they have to stop all that they're doing. And they go back to his hometown oh. to see his mom. And it's, it's the same mom. Oh, that dude, plays his mom. Up. Yep. And I think then, we're, based on your review, which I told my parents, I think we're going to watch it tonight. And, uh, and he goes back into town. So you see a lot of people from the movie are still in that town. That, and that's all in the ha first half an hour. Yes. All right. Well, you got me. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch now, it. Now, I've heard it's not good and it's not bad. It's just kind of like. 
I don't know. I mean, you know what? There's stuff but that I, comes along. I mean, with nostalgia you know, that you kind of are like. I enjoyed it because, you know. But why did you only watch a half an hour? Because I had a, um, I have a job, Chris. <laughs> I had to, I had to do something. I, I had plans or something. I had to go somewhere, but I, I just popped right, it on. All right, fair enough. Hey, dude, wink, wink. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> We both have issues right now. <laughs> I just make mine. I'm open about mine. <laughs> uh, well, that was just, I guess, kind of our unprepared take on a Christmas story. And we kind of went all over the place. We hit, Let's recap real quick. We talked about a Christmas story, 1983, uh, from the writings of Gene Shepard. We talked about that it's okay to listen to Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, we said that it's not okay to listen to Art Kelly. <laughs> Uh, Roadhouse, bad, I guess, point blank. Point, 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 point break. Point break, that's what I meant. Shut up. Don't ever correct me on the air. That is good, right? Yeah. Uh, and then we went into the first half an hour of a uh, Christmas Story Christmas is good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? You know why I think that you like Christmas Story so much? It was like, because... You know, our parents had It's a Wonderful Life. They had this and that. We didn't have a movie to claim as our own growing up that we wanted to put on every year. Well, no, that's fair. I mean, Christmas Story. That's, I mean, that would have come out when you and I were uh, I remember the seeing, same age as... Uh, no, no, no. Not if I saw it before December 14th. I would have been a year younger than you. No, Chris. no. It probably came out. We can look at the release date. We were the same we age. We will agree to disagree on this one. You were the same age. Oh, but hold on. I was still recapping. I am open about my issues, but Johnny is still keeping his bearing. Wait, what are you talking about? Oh, that's it. We're ending the segment <laughs> right now. Usually I don't do this, but... Uh... Go ahead on, break them off with a little previews of the remix. Now, I'm not trying to be rude, but hey, pretty girl, I'm feeling you. The way you do the things you do reminds me of my Lexus cool. That's why I'm all up in your grill. Trying to get you to a hotel. You must be a football coach. The way you got me playing the field. So, baby, give me that. And let me get that. Running her hands through my fro. Bouncing on 24. Why they saying I'm ready? It's the remix to Ignition. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. Mama ruling that body. Got every man in here wishing. Sipping on coke and rum. I'm like, so what? I'm drunk. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some fun. Bounce, 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 bounce. Come on. And now. On a very special episode of Best Frenemies. That's all I got. <laughs> oh, are we rolling? Yeah. Really? Now you're going to do the <laughs> freaking at the very end of our goddamn episode? The, what is this? After school special now? We, we give you our recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do drugs. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to break out a recommendation that came out in 1941. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah. I'm current. This is a current episode. I'm staying current with people. 1941, the cinematic masterpiece Citizen Kane came was uh, came out, stormed out into the world, and fizzled at the box office because of Will, William Randolph Hearst, who got his butt in a, you know, uh, got butt bent. That uh, Orson Welles made this film that would basically was just lampooning him. Um, anyway, I made my, uh, my parents 
have never seen Citizen Kane, and obviously my son had never seen Citizen Kane or his girlfriend Allie. Uh, so I made them watch it last night, and dude, Citizen Kane is amazing, amazing. But Josh Tightbutt, probably one of our earliest supporters of the our podcast. Yes, he hit me up. Apparently, Citizen Kane, uh, you know, brings out strong emotions in people. Uh, and he was like, top five most overrated movies. Number one, Citizen Kane. And I was like, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Citizen Kane is amazing. I'm actually right now. Hey, isn't there a, uh, didn't, I believe it came out on HBO. Is it RKO? The making of, uh, yeah, that, I mean, Citizen Kane? That was like 10 years ago. Like RKO 2, uh, shit, I don't know. RKO 280, like the making of Citizen Kane. But then, uh, David Fincher, director of classics, you know, Seven and Fight Club. His dad was a screenwriter. He's passed away, I mean, years ago, but he wrote a film called Mank that was uh, based on uh, Herman Mankiewicz, the screenwriter for Citizen K, uh, that starred uh, Gary Oldman. Oh. And. Uh, and it talks about his, the you know, him writing it, and he was actually friends with uh, William Randall's Alf Terse and his uh, mistress at the time, and uh, hang out at dinner parties with them, and you know, became close with them, and so that you know, he felt it was the ultimate betrayal that he went off and wrote this screenplay. But he was not going to take screen credit for Citizen Kane; he was just going to let Orson Welles say, "Just pay me." You, you put your name on it, right. whatever, and I'll be you, you know. But he, didn't then, want, he didn't want the smoke, is no, what you're you saying. Know, I think he <laughs> didn't want the smoke. Um, but he finally realized when he finished writing it, he was like, this is the best thing I've ever written. He's like, I want screen credit. And freaking Orson Welles freaked out. And uh, But they have co, they share co-writing, but okay. Orson Welles didn't write he didn't do shit. It. He, he just, just directed it. He got and started. I mean, hey. It is Matt. He did a great job. He did a great job. And if you look at the film, I mean, you know, going to film school, you obviously study Citizen Kane. And dude, I just, you know, it was funny. So I asked my parents, I was like, so what'd you think? And they're like, well, there's some overacting, which at that kind of period, I think it like so much from the theater and still from silent films where they had to project so much that there is a little kind of you know, overacting and but man, goddamn! I think that movie holds up. It is such a great film, and the <clears throat> early, you know, New Hollywood, you know, Coppola's, uh, Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, all those guys, all of them, all of them were like just Citizen Kane was what you know. Brian De Palma was like, that's what made me want to be a director was Citizen Kane, and. It's great. So my recommendation this month, if you have not seen Citizen Kane or haven't seen it in a while, you should get it. You can watch it on HBO Max. You can stream it. So uh, what is your recommendation, Johnny? Well, Chris, this is this is now regarded as Citizen Kane yet. <laughs> Three's company? But, uh, but Darko and I and uh, Annie and her son, we... Uh, we decided to get dressed up and put on Christmas sweaters for this Christmas masterpiece. <laughs> no, and it's, God. <laughs> it's the movie Violent Night. <laughs> hey, real quick, before you go, your, your pitch, when you pitched me on it, I was like, so how was it? You made me want to go see it. I'm going to go see it. I swear to God, 
It's a cross between <laughs> Die Hard and Home Alone. I thought you said John Wick too. And John Wick, and if Santa Claus, if John Wick was Santa Claus. All right, that's where you had me. That was the pitch. Apparently, he was like a Norwegian warrior before he was Santa Claus, Chris. Uh, duh, who doesn't know that? And he favored a weapon, <laughs> favored this giant hammer. Does, he, does it look the, like a candy? It can? was. He, I think he called it a skulk rusher. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> I recommend everyone go to the movies right now. Run, don't walk, and see Violent Night. Done. Um, I yeah. We wore. Jonathan had a shirt, like a a sweatshirt on that was uh, Christmas Star Wars. I wore my signature, uh, my signature Christmas sweat uh, sweater that says fruitcake on it. Yes. And uh, that, I think that was because Donovan didn't want to go, and I was like, "Come on, we'll like hype it up. I'll put on Christmas sweaters." <laughs> Why didn't he want to go? I don't, dude, he's at that age where he'd rather go hang out in the Del Taco parking lot with his friends and hang out with his dad. He's yeah. 13. Oh, dad, it's done. Cruising yeah. chicks, sucking face. Like, yeah, I got to like, even like bribing him doesn't work anymore. But it was a Christmas miracle that night. But it, you know what? It was funny because the picture you posted, yeah. he just looks so annoyed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks so annoyed. Yeah. And it and the guy that plays Santa Claus is the same guy that plays Harper on um, on Stranger Things. Yes, yeah, so that's right. That's right. And I, the dirty cop in Equalizer. Yeah. And uh, David David Harbor. Harbor. He did the remake of uh, Hellboy. Yeah. And John Luis John Luguizamo is the bad guy in it. Dude, you totally fucked up. You butchered that name. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> Can you hear my dog drinking water right now on the mic? Is that cool? That might have something to do with me being that beef jerky. <laughs> God, you're a jerk. Still a jerk. Yeah, you know what though? Super fun movie. Super cheesy. Super fun. Um, and crazy part, based on a true story. <laughs> what? All right. All right. So, what, what are you taking this out? The song I'm not going to listen to. Well, you are going to listen to this one because it's in memory of of Gabby, who was a lead singer of Cadillac Tramps, and when he and he had a he no. had a really funny band okay, called okay. Manic Hispanic. So when real quick, when Manic Hispanic played at the Blue Cafe, the Yuppies Blues Bar that I worked yeah. at, we had to put away all the glasses. We it was only, all plastic. We had plastic, to do plastic only. Yep. yep. And they. Uh, I just saw that their catalog, all their catalogs back on iTunes now. You used to not be able to find it on iTunes. Oh, really? It's back up, especially their first albums. It's so cool. Um, and they do, they do, uh, they do Mexican American takes on all old school punk songs. Instead of like X's Los Angeles, it's East Los Angeles. Like actually, they did a, a remake of uh, <clears throat> American Girl by tom petty and yeah. so when they would like reach out to the record company yeah to like hey we want to you know which i don't know how they could have stopped them to be honest because parody is protected yeah like uh weird al you know coolio didn't want him to do his parody right, of uh right. gangster's paradise but you can't stop him you know? because of the parody law yeah so but tom petty's estate was like you will fucking absolute because they wanted to do they would mexican bury, bury you and yeah, like, Court. you know, because they wanted to do the version Mexican Girl. Yeah. And uh, they were like, absolutely not. You will not do it. So I think they just wouldn't did it. Uh, anyhow. Uh, all right. I will be listening to this song because I do like 
And this was on a compilation album a long time ago called, I think it was uh, Satan versus Santa. <laughs> it was a compilation album. I, I remember getting that Noise, Noise, Noise records yeah. back in the day. Shout out to Dave, who has Factory Records now in Costa Mesa. Um, anyways, this is Manic Hispanic's version of Feliz Navidad. And hey, real quick, can we hurry and wrap this up? Because my parents are going to have dinner yeah. on the table in five minutes. I'm going to get in trouble. Yes. So Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy New Year. I'll keep an eye on Chris. <laughs> Who is it? Hey, it's the police. Open the door. Hey. Who is it?